Hello and welcome to the Categorically Romance podcast. I'm Aaron. And I'm Bree. And joining us today to help us do some seeing into the future and the next year we have returning to us, Mia Heitzelman. Mia, so glad to have you back again. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here and I get to be hanging out with you and Bree. It's going to be awesome. Oh, it's going to be so fun. Well, first of all, please tell us everything you can about Monopoly Love and everything else you have coming in 2023. Let me just tell you, I am so excited about Monopoly Love. It's not even funny. I just hope people nerd out with me because it's so fun and nerdy and swoony all at the same time. There's some steam too, of course. But you've got these two people who, one who's like super serious about board games and the other one thinks, oh, this is just like a family game night situation and that'll be totally fun. But he doesn't doesn't have any clue what he's walking into regarding Hasbro Nation. (laughs) So it's really fun, really cute, flirty, steamy. Um, It's just all the things you want to relate to people across the ages because Monopoly is such a classic board game. So there's just so much fun going on with that. Oh, I'm so excited for that. My husband swears by Monopoly. I'm, I've never played it. Like I'm so intimidated, you guys. (laughs) And let me tell you, there are so many people who are really particular about Monopoly. They got their own rules. You got all these bankers who cheat and stick $500 bills under the board, house rules, (laughs) all these fun things that come into play. And we try to touch on all of it, or I try to touch on all of it. (laughs) So yeah, I mean, it's just so fun. I just was thinking about what I love to do and how much I love human connection. Sometimes it's really kind of hard with, you know, so many of your friends being online or social media. I used to have these game nights at my house all the time with friends and it was loud and raucous and it was just so much fun. We Everybody's just screaming at the top of their lungs and playing and throwing money and all this kind of stuff. And I really wanted to bring that into play. Plus I love romance. So throw in a little enemies or slash rivals to lovers and you get that happily ever after. So it's like all the good things to me. Okay. I just have to say you, Miss Mia are doing things. Okay. So in November, our (laughs) books club theme was fake romances and both Aaron and author Stacey Agdern raved about the same book by you they had read. And I just want you to know, like, <laughs> they both love. Aaron, <laughs> remind me what the title of the book was called. That was The Friendship Contract. That was an the amazing book. Right. They both oh, rave Let me tell about- you, that is, I, well, first of all, thank you so much. I mean, anytime someone takes time out of their day, because I know it's wild and busy, that's just how life is. So thank you for spending time with my book and my characters, to you and Stacy. But also, this was just such a fun, I don't know why I always say fun, but that's like my new brand is fun, flirty. You know, that kind of stuff. But I love that these two people have known each other and been in each other's lives for over 12 years and been just, it's been timing was always wrong. And now it's right. (laughs) And it gets really steamy. (laughs) I always like to bring a little bit of the heat. And I mean, it's just, they're human because we get a lot from him because he deals with um, homelessness. And so there's some really hard topics that are important that are discussed. Hopefully I did them justice, but then also you just get to see them lighthearted and leaning on each other and finding their bright side in each other. So yes, it is a lot of fun. And we get a little bit of island, a little bit of wedding. We 
get the fake relationships. All of a sudden they're roommates and uh, seatmates and law partners. So yeah. And also I'm working on book two. Let me stop talking. <laughs> and we can't wait for book two. Right. <laughs> Before Aaron like leads us off into like why we got here, we have you here. I have to ask, because I mean, you're going to be our first episode in 2023. Do you do New Year's goals? Do you set like a word for the new year? Like how do you approach going into the new year? I'm already in the mindset. I'm such a resolutionary, but I like to say a resolutionary who actually follows through. I start thinking about what I want the year to look like, what kind of goals I'm going to set, what type of things are feeling like smart goals because I don't want to set myself up for downfall or put too much on my plate. So yes, I do have tarot cards. Yes, I do have a planner. Yes, I meet with word makers and plan out the first quarter. I try to do it by quarter though, just because thinking about the entire year can be overwhelming. Okay. Well, you took a class on how or a workshop on how to break your writer's block by using tarot cards. Can you tell us a bit about that? Yes. Okay. So it the class was led by one of my favorite people. Her name is Lisa Kessler. She's an, also an author and a word maker, and she does tarot for writers. And it is so awesome because you are looking at this and you can twist it and taper it to fit any type of character situation, depending on which cards you pull. So she went over major arcana and minor arcana and just knowing the difference and what these cards mean and how to apply them. So I am still kind of a noob at this, but I have two tarot decks now and her notes that I have tabbed and basically annotated because there's so much good stuff in there. I love that you said yes. noob. We're such like, we're total parents. <laughs> Look, I am as noob as you can get at this. So, and if I'm corny for that, that's okay. I don't mind being corny or nerdy. Those are not insults to me. The amount of times I say in a day, stop being a noob, because it's like, mom, he told me I'm being a noob. And I'm like, stop being a noob. And I'm like, I don't even know what a noob is most of the time. I just love it. I love it. Well, Bree and I are both complete novices at uh, at tarot. So even though you're calling yourself a noob, you're going to be our expert today with us. You are. You are. That is okay with me. I have my notes here, so I'm all right with that. All right. Well, to start us off, we're just going to chat for a bit about, and you know this well, how we feel about fake romance trope going into 2023. <laughs> Do we have any predictions about it? Do we have any personal feelings about it? Do we want more of it, less of it? How how do you feel about it, Mia? Uh, fake relationship is my second favorite trope of all time. So yes, bring it on, add more. I always have room on my shelf, my TBR everything for fake relationships. Never turn it away. I agree. I agree. Um, I do. I hear, I heard everybody's kind of like cries like a year or so ago. Like I'm kind of tired of it, like fake <laughs> dating or whatever, because there was a lot coming out. But I think it is just, I really think it's one of those timeless tropes to me personally, it will just never get old. And as like, as times change and I'm sure mm -hmm. like the world of dating changes, like it's only going to get more fun. And I feel like authors are just going to find ways to be even more innovative with it. So I'm excited to see what we get in the world of fake romance in 2023. I don't know. What about you, Aaron? 
Oh yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of fake romance because it's just so fun to watch these people that whether they dislike each other or a different or a secret need in love with each other, like there's always there's always a tension there that's just so fun if as you read it throughout the story, <laughs> watching them admit their feelings for each other and you know, you throw some yes. other sub tropes in there like only one bed, it just makes it that much sweeter. I think so too, especially if you add a new twist to it. I mean, it's been done, yes, but if you put a a good spin on it, it could be so brand new again and so fun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, Mia, we're going to ask you now to pull a card for the fake romance trope for 2023. (laughs) But I'm going to give you a choice first because I have two decks. I've got Modern Witch, okay, or which is really cute. If you see these decks, they are really gorgeous, vibrant colored and everything and they come with a little book. Got it off Amazon, so there was that. And then I've got Disney Villains, which I love oh everything gosh. Disney. So you've got choices here. You just tell me which one. We're going to pull the card. This and find is a tough. <laughs> okay, Erin, you, you, you pick the deck for fake romance. You pick it. Go ahead. All right. Let's go with the witchy one first. Modern I was kids. thinking that. I was hoping you'd say that. <laughs> okay. So we have pulled a card. It is the Seven of Wands. Let's talk about what that means according to my notes. Okay. Okay. So first of all, wands has to do with action. So it means like you don't just talk about it, you just do it. Okay. So a seven of wands, my notes state that you should be ready for battle, but no one has your back is how you kind of feel you're all alone because you've been burned to before. So my interpretation of this regarding fake relationships is um, people might be tired of it, right? And it's feeling like it's being singled out, but you could also put a twist on it and make it new again. I love so, that. Yes. That's how I would yeah. interpret that. All right. I, I love, love that. that. I like the going into battle. The three of us will go into battle supporting fake romance. (laughs) Right. We're going to defend this trope. We've read it before, but it's coming. And we've been burned by maybe one or two fake relationships that didn't really feel that great, but we still love it. So we're going to go into it again. Yes. 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 Excellent. I love this. Okay. Keep going, Aaron. I'm so excited. I'm just going to sit back. You do it. Go ahead. Okay. All right. Okay, y'all. How do we feel about monster romance going into 2023? Ooh. I feel like villains is appropriate for this question. That's just me, though. Are we saying villains or witches? Well, how are we all feeling about it first? What what are our own predictions? Yeah. You go first, Mia. You go. You go first, okay? Well, I think that it's going to probably veer into a new direction, but also still be present because it's got a fan base that loves it. So it's you're going to have the tried and true ones that are there, but hopefully people add a new spin to it. I'm all about the new spin. Like, don't just regurgitate what somebody already put out. Put a little bit of you yeah. on it, a little bit of what you're looking for. That's my take. I, what about you, Brie? I haven't read a ton of monster romance, I think. And it's not because I'm not interested in it. I am totally interested in it. I think I, it's <laughs> one of those, I think I'm saving it for something. I don't know. And I don't know what that something is. The like one or two titles I've read, I've really loved. Um so yeah, I, I just, I know once I really get into it, it's going to be a rabbit hole that I find myself down for a really long time. Uh, so I just, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but like, like me, like you said, Mia, like I'm, I am hoping that I'm seeing some different stuff, some different authors writing it and, and just giving us something 
different. I also really don't know, like, is monster romance in a lane of its own? It's not dark romance, is it? But it's not paranormal. Um, I don't know. Maybe this is why I need to actually start reading it. So, Aaron, what do you, what do you I think? I feel like it made its own lane. Yeah. Yeah, I think so, too. Okay. Well, for me, I 2023, I think, will be the year of monster romance for me. I've, I've read quite a bit already but just my my feelings towards a grounded reality are are kind of I'm getting a little worn out on it at the moment so I feel like going into 2023 I'm going to I'm going to hit the monster stuff pretty hard and I'm hoping for a bit of a revival on the classics like paranormal like I'm hoping to get into some vampires and some werewolves and classic shifters and stuff again yeah mm-hmm. hmm. okay moment of truth <laughs> Okay, so we are pulling a card. Got the one. We have the Ten of Swords. Okay, so first okay. let me tell you what swords means. Swords is an air sign, and so it's got to do with thoughts. So it's all about ideas and thoughts, etc. So the Ten says, oh gosh. all is lost, <laughs> but all you have to do is lift your head. You need to face your biggest fear. <laughs> so I'm thinking, like, if you were holding back on this because it feels way out of your comfort zone, just dive in and don't think too hard about it. That's what I'm thinking. Ooh, I love that. Keep I love that for like, right, like that could be for a writer who's thinking of writing it and definitely as a reader who's like oh i don't know i know a lot of readers are like hesitant like i don't know what to expect but just just pick up the book and go for it that's kind of how i'm interpreting it yes don't you just love the way it just kind of like you can tailor it to whatever is happening so i could be like what should my character do in this chapter i don't know i'm lost i'm stuck right but then you pull this card and you're like okay this character now needs to face the fear right now whatever yeah. was the fear that they had they were holding on to it's time to you know embrace it and go forward with it love it all right well on to the next one <laughs> and this one is dark romance what's everyone's opinion on dark romance going into 2023 you're the guest mia so you're always first ah, shucks. <laughs> <laughs> okay all right so I do not knock dark romance because I have technically written <laughs> dark romance. Um, it does walk a very fine line um, with, you know, <laughs> content and trigger warnings and things like that. So those need to always be present. But I'm thinking it's still going to be there because there's still a strong audience for it. Um, this is a, is it a subgenre? I don't know. This is um a section within the world of romance that I will admit I have not read. I'm very intimidated. It seems very huge. I don't know where to start. I think I need to figure out what within it would work for me. But I personally, all of the all of my friends that read dark romance, I love hearing them talk about the books they're reading. I'm just like, I'm a rom-com kind of girl. <laughs> I don't know if that space <laughs> is for me. But we will we'll see. Maybe 2023 is going to be the year that I venture into it. Yeah, I have to say I'm not the biggest dark romance reader. I don't gravitate to it uh, so much. I'll usually, if there's like a reading challenge or something, like read Mafia Romance, something like that, that's usually where I'll I'll dip my my toe into it. Uh, But I did accidentally read this dark romance that I really loved, and I'm hoping there's a sequel to it coming out soon. Uh, And it's from the Wasteland Academy series. It's called Devastated (laughs) by this author named Mia Heitzelman. And it was was really good. (laughs) 
Thank you. Thank you, Erin. But just remember, if the thing that's hard for me to write is dark romance, just because I believe in consent. And so I was really like racking my brain trying to figure out how to get this bully situation into a consent situation. And I feel like I kind of did it because she kind of took charge in the book, uh, Izzy. But, you know, readers will tell you if they did. <laughs> Or did not. <laughs> and you know, I'm I'm with you on the, the consent thing. And I, I definitely thought you did a great job keeping it risque and dark, but still keeping it within the bounds of, of the character and their comfort. Thank you so much. I mean, all Mia, right. you just sound like a woman who knows what she's doing. That's all we can say. <laughs> Mia knows what she's doing. <laughs> she Look at you all trying to make my day. <laughs> Okay, so what do y'all think about the mafia romance? Here's my thing. Okay, here's my thing. This is why I have a hard pro- I have a hard time getting into mafia romance. I feel like if it were people of I just feel like if if mafia romance were people of color, it would not be as popular as it is. And that's the only reason that I have a hard time really getting into it. But that's my thing. Like, what is it about mafia romance that people are loving so much? I think it's well. maybe that <laughs> what I've read, it's always been the, the female main character is the outsider to the underworld. And they're going into it or exposed to it for some reason or another. And I think they, the bad boy element is probably what a lot of readers get out of it. The, the oh, he, he's really violent and dangerous and unpredictable, but he loves me. Yeah. 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 I mean, I agree. I just like, I, I believe in people saying, you know, don't yuck someone else's yum or whatever. So that's why romance is so wide and buried because there's a little bit of something for everyone. Um, I've read a couple mafia romances. It just doesn't happen to be my jam. I gravitate towards bright, beautiful covers with happy, <laughs> funny laughter. <laughs> And just like, I, I feel like I like rom-coms. I'm a rom-com lover. So that is my jam. And everybody's entitled to their jam. It's just yes, that one's yes. not mine. Like I said, I love hearing the girls talk about their dark romances. And I'm like, ooh, that sounds good. But no, I'm probably not. I'm probably not the reader for that. Yeah. Tell me all about it. I might not read it, but tell me all about it, please. Yes. But see, that's what it. I believe too. Like, that's okay that that that's not your thing. I think that that's perfectly fine. As long as you don't go on some, you know, review site and start bashing a book because right. you already knew you didn't like it and then decide you're going to read it knowing you don't like it. That part is really funny and awkward and weird to me that people do that. Yeah, don't do that, guys. Yeah. Can we stop that mm-hmm. in 2023? We should probably pull a card right. for that. In <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Toxic reviewers in 2023. Exactly. Or like people who like, like, like they'll leave a review before even reading the book or like, oh, I'm not going to read right. this book, but you're giving it a one star. We need to, next time you come on, Mia, that's what our list will consist of. <laughs> It'll be reader things. Let's do it because, <laughs> like, I mean, and I know authors aren't supposed to be in reader spaces, so I try not to like comment and things, but I do take notes. Like, don't ever do that as a person. <laughs> Do not do that. It's just not okay. If you don't love it, I mean, even with my ARC sign up I just did for Monopoly, that was one of the questions. Are you okay with sex on the page? Because like if your answer is no, like I don't want to send you an ARC because I already know you're not gonna like that, you know? Yeah, and so yeah. 
and even content and trigger warnings. That's there for a reason to say, hey, for both our sake, don't read this if this is not a good thing for you. And I don't really want you to read it if I already know you don't like it. And then I'm going to get a bad review because of that. It's just like matchmaking and it's not a good match. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. I pulled the eight of pentacles for dark romance in 2023 pentacles okay so pentacles is sometimes represented by coins so it usually has to do with like health or money something like that right so you said an eight which is about validation doing good work that pays off good job saving it up so Mm. um i I mean i guess the interpretation is that it's it's making money that's the way i see it it. is validation that you're you've got an audience and it's still making money and still profitable that's the way i see that from there that's the only way i can interpret that yeah yeah and don't be ashamed if you like a dark romance readers you you be proud of those dark romances yeah. That's I mean, right. I That's don't see that going it. anywhere. Yeah. I don't see that one going anywhere for a long time. It's got a huge Doesn't audience. Doesn't it kind of feel so. like dark romance is like the umbrella category and then you could stick mafia in there, bully, um, anything that's just maybe not somebody else's jam in like opposite of rom-com a little bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kidnapping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's just my interpretation. Next question, please. <laughs> Back to you in the studio. <laughs> all right. Well, our next one is alpha holes. So how how do we all feel about alpha holes and what we think is going to go on with them in 2023? I believe they're here to stay. Okay. <laughs> And it, they often go well with with like an enemies to lovers or a rivals situation because alpha hole could be interpreted as a grump, uh, depending on how alpha ish they are. You know, it's just like a derivative of it. So I think they're here to stay. Yeah, I agree. I mean, as rom com readers. I mean, come on. I just love when there's a good old alpha hole. Or like you said, Mia, like I just think of grump. I tend to forget that we have these like other names for them, but they just go so well. I don't know. They're usually like so grumpy, but they have this like ooey gooey center. Like they have a reason for why they're a grump. But then when you see those layers just come down, it's just so... It's so special. Mm-hmm. I don't know. When so, that arc yeah, I don't, sense, I don't see them. Yeah. They're, they're here to stay, yeah, I think. I, oh, yeah. They're definitely here to stay. And I, I definitely... Uh, love a good alpha hole. I, I love when in the beginning of a book, I can just be like, I beg your pardon, you just said what? And you know, I'm not liking this character <laughs> at all. But by the end, I'm just as in love with them as their as their romantic interest in the book. Well, all the better. I I just love a book that pulls that off well. Yeah, mm-hmm. agreed. All right. Well, Mia, why don't you go ahead and pull a card for our alpha holes in 2023? All right. I'm going to go ahead and do a villain since the alpha hole fits that category. Okay. <clears throat> Looks like we've got... Ooh. Okay. So <laughs> we've okay, got... Okay, Mia, your five. sound effects before you sell it, you tell us. <laughs> Always like build the anticipation. <laughs> Yes, because, okay, so have you ever seen uh, Zootopia? Uh, You know, the little, Mm -hmm. I forgot her name, the sheep one, the one, the sheep lady who's the real villain and everything. She's here with her little hands together and she looks like she's like really a little villain. Just, I'm going to get you, you know. (laughs) I was going to ask, you got to tell us who's on the card. (laughs) Yes. So she's on the card and you just know she's up to no good, like manipulating and conniving. Okay, so... 
This is the pie of, now I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right, so don't um, do me dirty and call me out on it. It is a hierophant. I do not know how to pronounce it. It is H-I-E-R-O-P-H-A-A, wait, A-N-T. So we're just going to leave that out there. This is part of the major arcana. All right. And this has to do with events on major arcana. So it reads, learn something new or find a mentor or learn a secret. Um, keys to knowledge, learning outside of yourself. So I guess the interpretation of this, I'm saying also ago, there's not really much negative. I don't really read things negatively. It could be because I'm the person interpreting because I don't tend to go negative. <laughs> I'm always like, oh, well, what's this good spin on this? Um, I'm thinking that this means find recommendation because it says learn something new or find a mentor, right? Or learn a secret, keys to knowledge, learning outside of yourself. So maybe if you were just going to veer into alpha holes, maybe you don't want to start by just going to Google it or search it on Amazon. Maybe you go ask another bookish friend about their best recommendation. That's my yeah. interpretation. I mean, so that way you end up with a good one. You know, give me the best of the best so that I don't kill this category right off the bat on the first try. Yeah. That is a wonderful I'm, interpretation. And I feel like when you read a good when you read a good grumpy hero, they mm -hmm. do usually learn something like I think of the last grump that I read uh gosh like he he went in and you knew his motives and his whys but then the more time oh. that he spent in this small town he he learned like a different perspective and like really quickly like that was changing the game for him I mean he was still kind of grumpy towards the end like he did his personality didn't change so much but like the whys and the motivation definitely did which I think is obviously is important in every story so I I don't know. I think mm -hmm. it's just so true to romance, that card, just in general, but for alpha holes as well. Like the, yes, the, the learning piece is so important. The, the why, like you said, is the most crucial part. All right. Well, this one is one of my favorite tropes, and it's only <laughs> one bed. So how, how do we all feel about only one bed, Mia? I'm for it. <laughs> just an all around yes to that for me. It's, it always works out for some hijinks, some humor, some heat. All the good H's are in there. Okay, oh, yeah. you guys. Yeah, I, I will never <laughs> ahead, be tired Aaron. of this trope. Uh, you can call it cliche or overused or whatever. I will never look down my nose at any only one bed situation. I... <laughs> I just, I'm always excited when this comes up in any romance. Just give it to me. However, however you want to deliver it, I need more of it. Do you all feel like you see it a lot though? Like, I don't feel like I see it a lot. It's I not do. often. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but there's some new spins on it. That's the thing. Like, um, like I love Christina Lauren, right? So they had only one tent, only one sleeping bag, right? So mm. then that's like another spin on it. And like a Carrie Winfrey had a only one bed and then, oh, we're not getting in the bed then, <laughs> you know, just because, <laughs> you know, everybody knows that if there's one bed, there's usually going to be some steam about to happen, right? And she's like, uh, nope, we're not falling into the one bed situation. So yeah, I mean, there's cute little spins on it. Love that. Okay. Okay. Love so, it. I mean, are we going to pull from the witchy deck on this one? Like, I, I feel like we should pull from For the witchy sure. deck. I feel like one bed requires witchy. <laughs> I'm agree with you. Love that one. 
<clears throat> okay, so we've got the Nine of Cups, which I'm glad that we're getting one from each category. That makes me so happy just for the way my brain is compartmentalized. I love that we got one in each category. So cups have to do with um, love. Yay. Okay. And emotions, heart to me, love. All right, Nine of Cups says almost there. So there... <laughs> So close, almost kiss, missed the connection, no sex, heavy petting, no sex, worried not going to get there or feels incomplete, feels like something is missing. So this is a funny one though, because it means like there's going to be some hijinks that gets in the way. So there's probably going to be more one bed situation books and the sex probably won't happen or the... We won't go all the way to a 10 on this. It'll just be like you're almost there. Like we might sleep together and fall asleep in the same bed. Or we might kiss and then one person lays on the, you know, lays on the floor with a blanket and the other person's in the bed out of respect or something like that. That's what I'm thinking. Thoughts? Mm. Yeah. I yeah. I, I do enjoy a, so I, I enjoy it when it goes all the way to a 10 when people share a bed, but also- <laughs> All of the different things that can happen, you know, there's, um, you know, they, the, the hijinks, like you're saying, like, uh, maybe they fall asleep, but then one of them steals all the blankets throughout the night, <laughs> you know, all, you know, maybe they start to fool around, but they're, they're clumsy at it. And, you know, someone gets elbowed in the face and, you know, things end there and just build the tension some more. <laughs> I love this already. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> or they're too drunk or they just pass out. <laughs> yes. mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we need more like under the influence situations. So, and I, which would lead perfectly into this. Like, I don't even remember how we ended up here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, we got married too? Right. right that feel, I was just we about posted to say, on the internet? marriage. Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, I'll, I feel like this leads into the bonus one, Aaron. What do you think? Yes. So, rom coms. How how do we all feel about rom-coms? I, I feel like we're going to have very similar opinions on, on rom-coms here for 2023. <laughs> well, you already know where I stand. <laughs> like, <laughs> I am ten toes, five, uh, ten fingers all in for rom-coms. I love rom-coms so much because, I mean, sometimes life is just hard. And I just love the fact that you could get into this book and there's these characters who are falling in love and they're happy and there's all these things that go wrong because you already know there's going to be a happy ending. So how did we get there and what kind of funny things happened on the way? That's the part I just love so much. Okay, you can't leave us hanging. You have to tell us like whether book, movie, first couple of rom-coms that come to mind that you're like, I can't live without these. I'll like die on the hill of like defending these these this pop culture. Oh, Okay. Ooh. Okay. Now I got to think because you didn't put me on the spot. Uh, let's see. Rom-coms. I love While We Were Sleeping or While You Were Sleeping. Okay. Mm-hmm. That oh, yeah. one feels rom com to me because there's so much funny stuff happening and she's married to this guy allegedly and he doesn't even know who she is. He's asleep the entire time. Um, so that's that one is a classic. Also great to watch during this time of year because it's the holidays. Okay, then, mm, gosh, this is, you all are just really dirt wrong for putting me under this kind of, like, pick your favorite movie. Uh, okay, how about, like, The Wedding Planner is funny? 
I love the wedding planner, loving basketball. It, but see, that's funny, but it, it feels a little bit deeper emotionally. So yeah, yeah loving basketball. So I'll give you those three. There's so many. 27 dresses. Um, pretty woman feels rom-commy to me. Yeah. Um, I just love yeah, so for many. sure. Okay, you all go now. <laughs> well, what do you think, Aaron? Well, I love a rom-com. I mean, it's been a long time since I was in the dating world, but I do remember really enjoying the beginning of a relationship when there was a lot of laughing involved that just really just gave it a, a much better, just a really great flavor for the beginning of a relationship. And who doesn't like to relive that in oh. reading a book and, and experiencing our romances and everything. Um, as far as recommendations, favorites, I just have to say an author, Avery Flynn, writes oh, incredible yeah. rom-coms. They are so funny. They're so funny. And they are so steamy, too. Like, you, oh. you go for the comedy and you stay for the heat. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I mean, if she doesn't coin that little slogan right off the bat. <laughs> um, I think for me with rom-coms, I mean, I love rom-coms. Um, I, I, I get, I've been seeing, a, again, I see a lot of conversations on the Twitter, which I tend to agree with, you know, people's, <laughs> you know, opinions or whatever they put out there. But like some, a lot of books are pitched as rom-coms to reviewers and then we get into them and they're not rom-com. So I don't know if it, it's not an author thing. It's definitely like a marketing thing. I appreciate yeah. when it is a legit rom-com. Now, like, you you know, we're not coming in to it for you to like beat us over the head with comedy. We know you got to do your writer thing. There's got to be emotional wounds and all that. And I love that in a good rom-com and like that awkwardness. Ooh. I feel like you can do awkward things in rom-coms that just work perfectly because it's a rom-com than you can do anywhere else. Yes. Um, so just like, I just want in 2023 for us to go back to the basics with rom-coms, like take this rom-trom out of it and like, let's just go back to the <laughs> basics. Um, and I, I finished, I finished, um, I finished one today and it was uh, the next Jill Shalvis that we're getting called The Backup Plan. And I was like, her, her, the last book by her, I felt was definitely like more of rom, like the rom-trom. Like it was not, it did not feel like a Jill Shalvis. But this one, I was like, okay, you went back to the basics and delivered what we come to you for. It was so much mm -hmm. heart and hilarious, like hilarious dialogue. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I just, Let's go back to the basics in 2023. I don't know. What is what does the card say, Mia? What does the card say? Okay, I'm gonna pull a card from the witchy deck, but I do wanna say because I didn't I thought we were only doing movies. Okay. <laughs> you, yeah, book, give us a book. Give me yeah. Christina yeah, Lauren. Well, I didn't know. I thought you mm -hmm. said movies. So I was like, okay. This is your think. show, okay? okay? You you say whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you make the rules. So if we're talking books. I got my whole shelf is filled with them and I just love them. Okay. Give me some Christina Lauren all day, every day. Okay. Yes. Give me some, you know, Kelly Kane. I don't know if everybody knows who Kelly Kane is, but her books are so steamy and funny. So yes to Kelly Kane. Um, People debate Helen Hong because they feel like she went into the trom, but I feel like there's still some some hijinks, some funny stuff going on in there, um, mm -hmm. especially mm -hmm. with the first book. Um, then let's let's do some. Um, there's so many gods. This is so fun. Um, <laughs> um, I had a good time reading. Um, gosh, doggone it! Don't make me pull out my little thing. Why is it that when somebody asks you a question, then you don't remember anything? Oh, Megan Quinn. 
I have been thoroughly enjoying her books. Um, let me see. She has one out now that everybody's talking about. It's like Resting Scrooge Face or something. It's yes. like a novella. Um, Fallon Ballard is funny as heck. And let me see. I'm just going through. Melissa Grace, if you know who that is. Oh, Alexis Daria. God, I love her book so much. I mean, yes, if you have not, just find some time to just sit down and just enjoy. Okay, now I'm going to pull the card. That's enough for today (laughs) out of my TBR and all that stuff. But I have to ask, what's your favorite? I have to ask, though, what's your favorite Christina Lauren? (gasps) Okay, that's just kind of almost rude because I love them all so much. (laughs) Almost. But if I had to pick, gosh, doggone it, I'm going to go with. Josh and Hazel's Guide to Not Dating. That's my number one. Mm, Followed by Unhoneymooners. And then let's throw in my favorite Half Night Stand. That is my favorite. I feel like that one one? is so slept on. My favorite Half Night Stand. I feel like it's so slept on. People are just... I mean, and I'm going to tell you, I love the original cover more than the redo cover on that one. But yes... Yes, that is such a fun book. And I just love it so much. And they play board games. So bonus yes. on that. Um, but if Aaron, you want there's catfishing in that Biden, one. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. oh, I'm going to have to check so this funny. out. 100% recommend. Um, love in Other Words. It's a good one, but that one's full emotional, not rom-com. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. The card I have pulled is Four of Wands. And as we stated previously, wands are action. And four. Okay. And this is regarding rom-coms. And I feel like this is going to answer what you said. (laughs) Self-realization that they are good at something, do something, and they're good at it. So I feel like as long as people are true to to what a rom-com is, that you can toot your own horn about it. Like, this is great. This is fabulous. It's worth reading. But stick with it. Heavy on the rom and on the com. Yes. That's my yes. Yeah. And you won't go wrong. What a perfect card for, you know, the perfect <laughs> subgenre. <laughs> yes. Yes. I mean, to me, self realization, that is so true. It's like realize what you are and stick to it. Or at least like <laughs> keep that at the center, basically. It doesn't have to be the whole thing, just at the center. Yes. Definitely. Well, what are you excited, Mia, about 2023? What what excites you about the new year? So many things, but right off the bat, my Love and Game series, the entire series is releasing in 2023. So, I mean, I'm ecstatic. That is, we're coming April, July, and October. Bam, 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 all the goodness. And I'm so excited and I can't wait to show the other two covers in the series. Um that's just going to be so fun. And I'm going places like I'm going to go to the rom-con and meet people and readers and just have a jolly good time. (laughs) Not just readers, but also authors too. I I love meeting both because, you know, you talk to so many people online, but you, you haven't had a chance to hug them. Like I'm a big time hugger. And I know I tell people, be prepared. Because I'm coming and the hugs will be there. So I'm just excited about that. That is going to be so fun. Oh, and book two of Terms, Conditions. So lots of fun stuff. And I'm, I forgot to say this. I am writing the uh, a new series, my Through the Grapevine series. I will be writing that whole series next year. So oh my lots goodness. of fun stuff. Oh my gosh. Lots to look forward to. I know. Yes. Well, I mean, this is coming out in the future, but you know, in a couple of weeks. But like when we talk about now, what 
is like one thing that got you through 2022? My community. Does that count as a as a thing? Because absolutely. Like if you don't have like you get those moments where you're like, God, I, I forgot how to write. I, I don't know what I'm doing and I suck at this. And then you have a friend who's like, remember that time you wrote that really good book and people bought it and, you know, it really did well. You did that keep writing, you know, your memory will jog itself because burnout is so real sometimes. And then just like the word makers, I talk about them a lot, but you know, I go in there and it's like showing up to hang out with your friends and family. So I feel like that got me through a lot. Well, for anyone that's, you know, a writing, aspiring writer, what advice do you have for them to find community? I mean, in the writing just space, talking to a lot of people—that's the thing. If you're just calm, you just come and be present and talk to people. It's not like you're fangirling or anything. You're just talking to people, asking questions, and lots of people are super open and receptive to just talking to you or giving you advice. Although my big piece of advice is everybody is going to be offering you something or telling you they got the tried and true way of doing things. Like there's a singular way to do things. Those are the ones you just take what you need and throw the rest back because you just have to find your way of doing things. And for finding community, just reach out, send a DM and don't be creepy. <laughs> you know, just <laughs> hi, how are you? I was hoping I could ask you a couple questions. People uh, send me messages on my newsletter and email and I, I'll answer them as long as I don't feel like it's a bot or a, a weird creepo. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> those are coming out hard now, okay? <laughs> oh, yeah. There's just like, oh, you know, promote it on. That's always fun. Every post you yes. have, promote it on. It's like, no, I do not I'm want like, to promote block. that. I don't even know what it is. <laughs> yeah. Or the special hello that you get where you already know what's coming after the hello. So don't say hello back. <laughs> Plug all your stuff. Where can everybody keep up with you online? Okay. I'm always on Instagram and Twitter. That That's my healthy balance of real and beauty. Um, I'm at Mia Heinzelman author on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Although my TikTok is, I'm, I'm working on it, folks. Don't do me dirty like that. Don't, don't do me <laughs> dirty. I'm trying. Now give me an A for effort on that. Twitter, I'm just Mia Heinzelman. I couldn't get the author on there because my last name is so long. My website is MiaHeinzelman.com. And just check me out or shoot me a message. I always respond to my comments. And I just love getting to know people and talking about books and having a good time.